This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Allison Lee Rosenfeld, the voice of Bonnie and Nurse Joy from Pokemon, Rio Castle, Riley, and Allie from Yu-Gi-Oh!, and star of Crumbly Kitchen. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, we give you three reviews, including the Marvel Avengers Spider-Man Hero event, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, and Mario Party Superstars. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. to another game-filled episode of Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Hope everybody had a great week, and I hope that everybody survived last week, which was Thanksgiving and, of course, Black Friday. Uh, I didn't hear too much going on in terms of, like, chaos or anything. I mean, this is a new era of Black Friday. This is the pandemic era. We got this new Omicron virus coming, this new, pa- this new version, variant, if you will, of the coronavirus coming, and... Um, you know, I think people are a little bit more cautious this year, but at the same time, there's also a situation because of the pandemic that we actually aren't getting the supply and demand that we have for gaming as much. So that means a little bit less we console. I mean, not we consoles for goodness sake, not that uh, a little bit more switch consoles, which in hindsight, there was a huge sale in October for the uh, Switch OLED or OLED, um, which thankfully I was able to swap, go in and swap after all the the, the big demand for it that day. Um, again, if you haven't seen what I was talking about on TalkTimeLife.com, you could go there. I actually covered the release day at Nintendo New York for the Nintendo Switch OLED. It was rockstar level awesome there was a lot of people who got that as well as the release of metroid dread um and it was pretty good so i don't know to what end nintendo is looking like this time of the year uh at this point in time i should say because you know that was nintendo new york that's literally like their their main headquarters spot to to get these uh the best way to get this console i can't speak for the game stops and the best buys and all that around the other states and countries and everything you know it's uh i'm sure they won't be getting as many units as new york was getting or if they probably are still getting i was just at the right place at the right time and to be able to get that on day one that's pretty huge for me it's it's pretty damn huge i've never gotten a day one console ever ever in my life so this to me you know this this uh, OLED is kind of special for me in this case, but 
in terms of the PS5, that's a bigger problem because it's cause and effect, people. And I can't explain it as good as I would say Adam Sessler did in um, the recent uh, episode of this week's G4 TV's X-Play. Um, he did a segment. Hey, Adam Sessler's just dropped it awesome when it comes to just doing reviews and doing segments because he puts a lot of comedic spin to it. He actually explains it eloquently and he's able to make you understand in the most friendliest way, user-friendly, player-friendly way to comprehend, you know, a certain game or a certain situation. And he talked about why there was a shortage of games because there's a shortage of gpus and a shortage of certain chips that are needed to process to create the processing system for these games um these game consoles i should say that are coming out i highly recommend you go watch x play by the way if you haven't if you've been under a rock g4 tv is back on cable and it has been awesome ever since they got four channels but I mean, for uh, shows at the moment, um, and I expect it to grow even further as time goes on. Hopefully, that's what that's the idea is that they'll have more content, more new content to share. I want to see more documentaries and such and all that, especially when talk about documentaries. I want to see one clearly on how the pandemic has affected gaming in terms of the actual uh, sales, the, the, the product, the you know, supply and demand of it and such. And all of these, you know, these, you know, these bots that are coming in, grabbing all these units and then selling them for an insanely high price. So I want to, I, I want them to cover that because that's what I loved about G4 is not only just the fact that they had these shows that reviewed and talked about games, but they really went deep into covering situations like this and history, um, you know, revolutionary things in, in, in gaming history. Like I, one of my favorite documentaries on G4 was the history of Tetris and how the KGB was connected to this thing and, and, and the creator and developer. It was just an amazing, amazing documentary to me that I saw in, on G4. And I want to see more of that, but I digress going back to this. Like I, I, you know, it was really well explained. Adam Sussler, it was like about a, like maybe like a five minute segment, but he really covered the grounds of why we're not getting as many units as we would like to have. And I, again, a lot of it is cause and effect. The pandemic plays a factor, but it also, you know, I hate to say it. I hate to bring it on this platform, but the idea that people aren't getting vaxxed, that plays a factor you're not getting vaccinated that plays a factor you could be stubborn about it you could be totally clueless about it you could turn the other cheek if you will but it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't and at the end of the day we're seeing many different aspects of the effects of people not getting vaccinated and also the pandemic and these variants keep creating and mutating and whatnot so i don't know what is it going to take for people to grow up and really understand how important this is despite the fact it, i mean the hypocrisy of it all it is and it's affecting people's life it is affecting our entertainment value um you know people want what they want but they don't want to do what they got to do to get it to make it happen all i gotta say is 
If you're a gamer and you're an anti-vaxxer, you can't be both because you're affecting the process and productivity of any games that you want to be developed in the long run. It's not that hard to figure out. It all connects. So I didn't mean for this to be a, a that type of conversation, but it is what it is. And if we want a better 2022 and, and, and beyond, we got to work together to make this happen because I want to keep playing these games. I want these companies to keep making these games. I want people to have jobs. I want people to be able to keep creating. And we were doing good until that point. So, you know, that's pretty much what I'm going to just leave it at that. But I, I, with that said, I hope that people were able to get it. I hope they didn't have to pay up to the wazoo to get the games and the gaming consoles that they want because that's just sickening to me that people are buying up these game consoles and you know, the hell that we had to go to the hell I had to go through to get the PS five for just a normal for this without even having to go that route to get it from, you know, you know, a, a, a guy who's just buying them up from a bot um, program or whatever the hell they call it, which I did see on the news that they are looking to probably, um they're looking to possibly ban them from websites i don't understand why they haven't done this a long time ago they need to be banned it, it, it it's yeah it part of it is like you're gonna put the capitalism card in it, and the other part of it is like it's unfair it is absolutely unfair for anybody to be able to grab as many consoles as they want and then resell them for hundreds of thousands not only just games the spider-man which i'll talk about that on sunday show spider-man is the next victim of this type of uh sell hike of tickets and all the stuff and they're being sold the new spider-man movie that's coming up in a couple weeks is being sold because they're selling out like crazy and they're being sold for a, a insane price but i'll get deeper on that on sunday i won't go on that but Again, uh, I just hope that that's the case here and that as many people were able to get what they could for this year. And if not, you know, just be patient. And hopefully I'm saying be patient. I just thought about it in my mind, like, but I just had this discussion about cause and effect of the pandemic. Let's do it. Let's work together. I will just say that let's just work together and make sure that we're all able to get what we could get as the year goes by with that said the other news i'm going to say um is that i just got back my interview questions from a company known as cgcg which is uh which stands for creative games computer graphic this this game developing company created one uh one of the games i should be reviewing in the next coming weeks called the legend of tian ding and I love this game so much. It's an action 2D side-scrolling game based on the events of a 19 real events, I should say, the true events uh, of uh, the 19th century folk hero named Leo Tending. Uh, Tending, and um, this I found this fascinating, so fascinating that I wanted to reach out to the actual developers um, and you know get some more information on this game. 
and they're they're from Taiwan. They're Taiwan based. So they wanted to tell this story about this folk hero that nobody outside of that realm has ever heard of. Now, normally I would like I would love nothing more to do than to interview them on the on this platform. And, uh, you know, so you guys can hear them in audio form and maybe even video form. However, that wasn't the case. And every once in a while, I reach out to people outside of the realm of the United States of America to interview them. Some are able to talk and be able to talk fluently with me, um, you know, but this is not one of those cases. That's not a problem at all because I have a website. I much like I did with the game developer from Moscow named Yeo, who did the um, the adventures of um, Ringo Ishikawa. And I, you know, I was able to I was able to uh, be able to pull that off. And we were exchanging emails as such. Um, or I'm sorry, the friends of Ringo Ishikawa, I should say, um, is the game that Yeo created by himself. I might add um, not a team of three, not a team of five by himself he created that game looks like from what i understand i'm i'm following him on twitter he is actually in development of a new ringo ishikawa game that looks pretty damn awesome so very excited to talk uh get a chance to reach out to him later on but um you know thank you to the uh ceo and co-producer of the game uh chun wei wang who i got to speak with and he answered all my questions um so i am in and that's in the works right now that actually should be out possibly later today as you are reading this or today is the third of december it is um friday so it actually may come out by the time you're listening to this uh episode right now or a little bit later from that but um they provided me with a lot of great content uh some a lot of answers that I, you know, they answered all my questions and I really thank him for doing that and provided me with some, you know, creative content that I can use to, you know, help, you know, to put on the website so you guys can see what I'm talking about. And maybe if you're interested, you can go and check out the game. It's available on the Nintendo Switch as well as PC uh, or Steam, I believe it's out on. So you go out of way, check it out. It's a, it's a really, really awesome game. Um, I don't want to go into deep with it right now because I got other games I want to talk about, but uh, I think next week I'll, you know, honor this by, you know, talking about this game and why you maybe want to check it out, especially if you're a martial arts fan and, um, you know, fan of, you know, 2D side scrollers like this. And it's, it's really cool. So I'm, that's in a process that's being in the works. And, um, I, I very much look forward to it because these guys did a great job with this game and, um, it's definitely worth checking out. So get ready. This will be up on talk time live, uh, on the blog section of talk time live. And, um, you're, I think you're going to like what, what you, uh, see for with this game. It's just beautifully done. It's it's pretty damn awesome. So, all right, let's talk about the first of three games that I am going to review and talk about here. I've been waiting for this. Fans have been waiting for this. Marvel Comics fans have been chomping at the bits and PlayStation fans eagerly waiting to play Spider-Man on Marvel Avengers. We finally got them. It's been two years since the release of this game. In fact, let me look and see Marvel 
Avengers game. When did that release? There was so much. Um, September 4th, 2020. It is 2021. Um, well, it's not necessarily two years. It's probably... It's a year. I'd say a year since they announced that he was coming. And we were waiting for when this guy was coming in. I mean, we learned a lot here. We absolutely learned a lot from the development process and timing of Crystal Dynamics and the publishers of uh, Square Enix, who are publishers, but not the developers of the game. And Crystal Dynamics, I hope to them that this is a huge lesson learned from them because there is, it was just the process to get this out of the way it's just been insane um you know it, it they've promised a lot they didn't meet all expectations and there was a lot of bumps in the road to this game they finally got it somewhat to a solid frame uh as you will it's not still perfect even with and, and i think the reason why this game is not as solid as it could be is because i think they made this game more online reliant than it should be or there should have been um and he tried to go about it a different way i don't think it worked to what their to the way that they wanted to work um it's sad especially when you come and and i'm i'm sorry people you know the spider-man is on marvel avengers and this hero event is will be compared to by insomniac games or even marvel ultimate alliance three on a nintendo switch i am going to compare them sorry this is a review where come where when you review you're critiquing things and this is going to be a contrast and comparison at best you have to sorry <laughs> but when you critique something and if you don't know what critiquing mean look it up google it that's what the internet is for that's what your smartphones is for that's what you spent all that money to do when you critique something like I was like all of my artwork and design work was critiqued when I was in school, they look at it, they evaluate it, they compare and contrast it to other things, to techniques, other aspects, and they grade you on it, which is what I'm doing right now. With that said, my thoughts on Spider-Man in Marvel Avengers as a hero event, not an expansion, but it's a hero event entitled with great power. So many fans were slightly disappointed that this wasn't an expansion and um, they decided to go and make just a hero event, which was a story event within the mission area. Now, people were probably, as always, they probably, you know, got pissed off that it wasn't an expansion or, you know, overreacted before they actually played the game. But if you play the game, you know that despite the fact that they don't have an expansion for it, they did provide it, it wasn't wasted. It wasn't wasted movement. It wasn't just Spider-Man wasn't just thrown in as just a guest character that you could just play with no rhyme or reason for him joining the team or being a part of the team. No, they gave him an actual story within the mission mode and the story around it helps him become relevant to the actual you know universe that they created for the avengers so it made sense that he was there it wasn't like you know say 
how other games with guest characters just had these characters thrown in but without any rhyme or reason i'll give a great example like i always do tekken bandai namco who did tekken 7 and they added noctis from final fantasy 15 they added um negan from the walking dead with no rhyme or reason they added um so many other people the only the only legit guest character that was ever in tekken 7 was in fact akuma aka goki from street fighter because they made sense as to why he was connected to the story everybody else that was in there was not um even like brand new characters that they created like leroy they just added them on there was no side story there was no cutscenes. not even an art panel that was just explaining that why they were there of course yes they had trailers and all the stuff that explained it but it wasn't enough they were like gag reels at best i hate when they add guest characters into games and don't make sense of it nether realm is the best example of why of how you when you bring a guest character you and you assimilate them into that universe they did it for freddy krueger um jason Voorhees, uh the aliens uh the alien from aliens um michael myers the teenage mutant ninja turtles scorpion and sub-zero from mortal kombat into the universes of the injustice uh, they make that matter and to, and to crystal dynamics credit they made spider-man matter here too because the story of it really makes sense and it has everybody interacting with spider-man as a part of the crew and why they understand why he's there we understand looking from the fourth wall as to why spider-man is there so the story let's talk about that real quick the story has P is basically peter joins the avengers peter parker aka spider-man joins the avengers to help his friend liz allen a character that we've often seen many a times in spider-man homecoming the movie as well as the comic series now in the comic series she is a caucasian woman in the movie she is uh african-american in the game she is african-american as well so he's trying to help liz uh who is looking to uncover secrets of illegal experiments of inhumans by spencer Smythe? we've seen Smythe, Smythe, and you know i believe the amazing spider-man but also in the animated um series and many a times in the car um in the comics as well uh so he's the person that we're looking after right now spider-man is also is working with the avengers to help liz uh, and stop Smythe from whatever he has planned within AIM and um, his own company as well. So, while there is no story arc to this, as I mentioned, you know, or a story expansion, I should say, um, the exclusive addition to Spider-Man isn't an expansion like Black Panther or Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. Um, it doesn't mean that he doesn't, he, he he's not just thrown in so i mean i was really glad to hear it. they did give him cutscenes. they did give him they gave him a, quite a few cutscenes actually uh you start at the beginning they have like um illustrated panels with voiceover uh go with voiceovers going on and there and then there's also some cutscenes using the character models up from the game uh also with the uh actors voicing those as well so you do get some effort and some creative you know content put into it to illustrate and narrate the story out there you know as, as small as it was it, it does it is pretty fleshed out 
so i myself i actually liked it i didn't mind it at all it's not like it's better than not getting anything at all and i thought it was really good i thought it was a cool story and then you also you know when you go into the codex you also can listen to conversations that spider-man has with liz as well as um you know miss marvel and black widow which really kind of immerse you more into the idea that spider-man is really fully is a full-fledged character in the playstation version of this universe so i i really dug it um i didn't mind it at all you know you also you know have the move sets and the play mechanics which we're going to talk about now it's when it comes to that to me it's pretty much it's 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 good and bad but at the same time if you think from an algebraic formula of positive times negative it's a negative overall because the positive of it is that the moves make sense the move sets does make sense to the characteristics of peter parker and spider-man um you got the you know he swings around he kicks he does a lot of other things um the move set is what you would expect from spider-man however what we also expect is some fluidity with the controls and that's where it kind of gets a little you know blurry and iffy with it something that we have grown accustomed to with the insomniac version of the webhead uh which is absolutely the best play mechanics and uh, you know an engine you could possibly make for spider-man is when insomniac insomniac uh, games did for him and miles morales to that extent um and i would second that with uh what nintendo and team ninja did with uh marvel ultimate alliance i thought they did very well and it was their gameplay is very fluid as well um it's not to say that this is bad but it's not nowhere near as good as the first two game companies that i mentioned that has already made games with spider-man in them so in the beginning you may have a bit of difficulty adjusting and adapting to him because he's really low leveled at first and of course as you gain more experience as you start to use the rpg elements to level him up you know his power and his leveling he becomes a little bit better but he's still a bit clunky you know um so it's you know because of the world that they made it was more created to cater to the captain americas and the iron mans and the black widows and all the stuff when you have spider-man it's clear that spidey requires a lot more freedom to swing jump and maneuver with cat-like agility within the game which you know a part of it which is great because he does do though he does try to work in it but it's not it, like i said it's not as fluid but with that said he is possibly the best character of all of the avengers in this game which is kind of saying something at the same time <laughs> um i feel like i've had more fun playing with spider-man in here despite the clunkiness and, and and lack of fluidity of the game it's not to say that it's still not play it's not completely unplayable it's it actually is playable it's not perfect you know and it's definitely not like if you go in and play that game for a couple hours on marvel avengers and you play as him and then you stop and go play spider-man or spider-man miles morales you'll feel the difference you'll absolutely feel the difference even from swinging swinging is very interesting because you know insomniac went to great lengths to make sure that when you are spinning your web that it actually looks like it's connecting to a building 
that when you can't like you like if you're in the sky or whatever like that you can't you can't swing a web if you're close it only activates when you're close to a building or a tree or something that is near but in this game this game fails to do what many other games spider-man games in the past have done and that is make this unimaginative web connect to something in the sky that is not there like i don't know if he's connected to the clouds or whatever but they dropped the ball on that and that's something that other you know developers like activision and all those you know prior to made mistakes in doing in the past and it's like it it, it kind of it it doesn't suspend your disbelief or you know when when actually watching it it's like okay He's obviously not connected to anything. They didn't really put too much focus on the idea that if he's in the sky, he cannot swing. But like, say if we're in, I give a great example. If we're in Hawkeye stage where Hawkeye is in like the future and there's no buildings whatsoever, but he's still able to swing to something that is not there. It's like, okay, come on, man. <laughs> that's something that's really archaic error on their part um that i think it, it is like i wouldn't mind the idea that i couldn't swing because it's realistically you shouldn't be able to swing in a des in a desert wasteland you just can't there's no way maybe if you're near the the walls that are mountains or whatever like that that's one thing but it's just it makes no sense that you can swing on open air so that part right there is like that was kind of a okay i'll buy it i'll just swing in air whatever like that um also a problem is his ability to his ability to climb he can walk he can climb up walls but it's really like it, again it's really clunky it's like they really just threw it in i got a feeling there's going to be some patches coming that's going to allow us to be able to fluidly climb up the walls or run up the walls like you should be able to like you do in insomniac games when they do um it just it's not there i feel like this is this does feel a little bit rush and this is something that's been a consistent problem with crystal dynamics in terms of the avengers game i just look if they ever do another Avengers game, they need to make this an offline game with a single player experience. Take notes of what Insomniac has done. Take notes is what um, Eidos Montreal has done with Guardians of the Galaxy, because those are two absolutely great examples of why you should not work on an online game. Okay, that the I think the one thing that is definite and obvious to see here is that don't make an online game <laughs> don't make an online overlying game and you guys remember there was a time where they weren't going to make it this game to provide a single player experience with this game it was like once you played the actual single player mission you were only going to be able to play the the online mode after that and i remember because people were demanding to play the story mode again because that was the heart of the game 
And I remember when one of their live feeds or whatever like that, that the guy developers were like, you guys asked for it. You want it. You got it. We're giving you the single player mission. And that was like to say, like, you weren't originally going to give us the single player mission. And that was a one time thing. And the reason why I know that's the case, because Bandai Namco did the same thing with Jump Force. To this day, we still cannot play. We cannot replay. I don't care how crappy jump force was i don't care how crappy the story mode was the idea is that if you pay over a 100 bucks to play a game once to me that is theft that is that is just wrong on all aspects you should not be able to pay a 100 bucks just to play a story mode once and then after that it's just like you're just playing you're just playing the, the online deal and there's nothing they provided nothing for you to online i would give crystal dynamics a little bit of credit because they at least gave you you know when it comes to the online aspect of it they do give you a lot of meat within it it's just if you're not an online person like that you want to enjoy the game by yourself or whatever i think they should provide everything for everybody and luckily they did but we had to pull their arm to do it <laughs> okay um but when you had games like the Spider-Man series and you got Guardians of the Galaxy now that just came out and it now it's so good that it actually got nominated for an award when Spider-Man came out. It was nominated for an award when Miles Morales came out. It was nominated for an award when Marvel Avengers came out. They did not get nominated. OK, there was there were not in a, a lot of best of, you know, deals because of how they put this together. It was a disaster. They now recovered from the disaster, but it's not, they're not out of the clear yet with this. So the other part of it too, when I, again, we're going back to the fluidity of his character model, especially when he's in action. There are times when you are bombarded with dozens of aim agents, bots, exo fighters, and more adaptoids or whatever. And within those times, trying to get Peter Parker to focus on a single enemy is as hard as it is to make someone on social media read the, an entire article rather than just the headlines which by the way if you're listening to this and you're on social media like i know you are when you read when you go into talktimelive.com please read the articles read the content read the interviews don't base anything off the headlines of anything that is you cannot consider yourself intelligent or articulate if you just read the headlines of anything, I just had somebody on the ACMG Facebook group do that just yesterday um, when talking about uh, the Spider-Man situation with the tickets. And this person commented before even looking or reading the page. And the bad part is his comment was clearly, when you read his comment, you could clearly know that he didn't read the article. Why comment? If you're not going to read, like, how can anybody take anybody seriously when they do that? But I digress. Just saying. <laughs> but when it comes to that, like, uh, when it comes to Spider-Man and his movement, man, it, it's it's like he's going everywhere, and it's it gets kind of a little bit annoying with that. Like, the other thing that I didn't like was the shooter mechanics as well. I mean, like, the targeting is one thing, but when you have you, you need a targeting, and you you do target. Like when you're in boss battles, they do provide targeting, you know, for when you hit the R button, but it feels like it doesn't stay. 
it doesn't stick or stay for that matter. It's like they really need to work on that. Like, because when you're doing the web shooting mechanics, while it plays exactly like the comics in, 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 in terms of like how Peter runs out of web fluid and he has to, re, you know, uh, replace them with new cartridges in the middle of battle. I do like that. But at the end of the day, it's hard for me to aim at any en enemies, even if I configure it on a, in the settings, it's still difficult to really aim and actually get everything that you want to get because it's just it's almost like there's no targeting system in there it is just bad without a proper targeting system which this game does not have you will find spider-man jumping everywhere there is an aim enemy or whatever going on it's almost like a wacky it's almost as wacky as watching an old daffy duck cartoon <laughs> okay so even worse the game still suffers from some bugs when spider-man is swinging or flipping around everywhere because he's just going chaotic and it's almost like he's going too fast that is that the the um game can't follow there was a time when i was in the harm room for instance uh, i did the harm room and i did the custom harm room uh deal and it was getting to the point that there was collision detection issues where he was going through the floor because he was going so much he was going through walls and everything and almost glitched out and i had to make sure to get him out of there because normally when it happens the game is going to freeze it's going to shut down now i didn't want that to happen so i got out of that harm room immediately because it looks like that was still that still needs worked on as well so um i talked about the climbing issues already um the skills while the skills are fun to use they are far from perfect you know he he does a lot of good light heavy and ranged attacks uh but because of the clunky controls they feel slightly like a chore sometimes to pull off um even when you level up there's still it doesn't still feel as smooth as it you know as a standalone kind of uh games now some people may hate that but i, I you know like again i warned you guys i'm sorry you know good well if you're playing this game, chances are you already own the the first two Spider-Man games that Insomniac is coming out with. Pretty, pretty much the flagship game for PlayStation. And you know how great those games are in terms of gameplay, play mechanics, character model, which I'm not... Uh, Avengers character model is great now, too. They fixed that. Um, you know... And, and everything just a full package it's everything that this you know everything that this game should be guardians of the galaxy is everything this game should be but it's not okay and hell marvel ultimate alliance also is the game that we are we we like to play marvel avengers just now got to the point of being playable but not perfect like this i i, I failed to see this in any best of list or nominated for any awards anytime soon because even before this game was released we saw that they this thing was underdeveloped and rushed you know and they I, you know i don't know how long they're gonna keep working on these games but it you know it's now playable but it's you still see these little kinks in the road you know so uh I don't know what to tell you i do like the game it, it, you know i do enjoy it when it you know when i do but there's so many other marvel games out that are much better than this game right now and when it comes to spider-man this was a good filler 
and the story was great i did enjoy the story i do what i do like is the the costume design the skin designs that they have because one of the better parts of spidey is the collection of awesome outfits that he can acquire that you can acquire from um i finally finished the um the story mission and then once you unlock that you actually get that suit that you see on the trailer and you get to, if you got the hero cards you will be able to unlock a little bit more as time goes by uh of those there's provided that you spend like 10 bucks to unlock that card in there so and of course probably down the line and probably even sooner than later you're probably going to see the uh no way home uh suit that he wears on the show on um in the series as well so i because every other movie outfit that the other characters have are now on air so i won't be surprised if you will see that coming down the line and i hope actually i hope that comes in for the spider-man the original spider-man movie i mean uh game with uh with uh, that as well and speaking of that the other thing that is not there either is the voice acting uh well the voice and performance of spidey isn't bad per se it definitely doesn't grab you the way yuri longthal did um they decided not to go with yuri longthal in this uh but in their defense they didn't have virtually any of the actors that disney uses and that you heard on marvel ultimate alliance as well um it's not to say that they got some really good troy baker and, and nolan north are in the game for god's sake some longs um other great talents just when it came to spider-man they decided to go another route either uh with that as well and um that's all right i mean the guy the guy's voice however i don't know because i couldn't find who's voicing spider-man right now they it wasn't in imdb at this time maybe they'll put it out later but he's not bad he's not bad at all um i i dug him for what it was um just yuri was just, yuri's the definitive peter parker and he's the definitive spider-man for video games at this point so um that dude's earned it <laughs> he's earned it a lot so overall i like the addition of the web slinger but he will need work and i'm pretty sure there's gonna, there's going to be some patches coming along um what we have learned about crystal dynamics is that they uh, have a hard time with this game and that could be the result of them just trying to do too much with it um and trying to do everything just to grab money because that's what it comes down to the other two the other three four games that marvel games that i mentioned you know what they have in common they're great games they're great single player experiences and they only ask for one fee everything else is given to us and we're rewarded by having a great single player experience we're rewarded in somewhat multiplayer experience if you talk um marvel ultimate alliance um where we have great stories which avengers does have as well uh, but you just have a full package with little to barely virtually no bugs or glitches are going on like when they released these the those games they were completely ready i played guardians of the galaxy just not uh, a month or so ago enjoyed it from start to finish the same way i did with the other two no bugs no issues even the switch version the cloud version I've enjoyed the only issue with that was that I just got to rely on having a strong bandwidth, which I thank goodness I do have. But other than that, that game was even more fluid and fun to play 
and player friendly than Marvel Avengers. That's telling. Okay. And I'm sorry, but Crystal Dynamics is I think that I think Crystal Dynamics could absolutely do a good Marvel game. I think they just need to come to terms with the idea that you can't do this type of thing again. And this was a big lesson. This was one of they were one of the people along with Cyberpunk 2070 that was in the heap of these rush games that were coming out and trying to please these shareholders or whatnot. They just they got to show with it. I mean, hopefully more patches. You know, they uh, with more patches, they can uh, make this version of it as good as the other games that I mentioned, because as we all know, with great power, you know, the rest. So overall, I give this game. A, if I give this game a grade, I give it a B. It, it, it's fair. It's fair. It's playable, not perfect, but any stretch. So hopefully they'll fix that up as time goes on. All right. The other game I want to talk about real quick, and then in our uh, final stage, I am going to review Mario Party uh, Superstars, which had a lot to say about that in accordance in comparison to the previous uh, Mario Party games prior to. But real quick, I want to talk about uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, which I did uh, get and play. And, you know, I got to say, regardless, it's a Pokemon game. And honestly, that's pretty much all I can say about it. Uh, I know I, I've never played the original 3DS version. I, I this is one of the times I kind of skipped out on it because, and I, you know, and I now understand rightfully so why I did. It's not to say that this game was bad by any stretch. This game is not bad. It's a Pokemon game. All Pokemon games are great. I think what I think what hinders this game for me is that I played Pokemon Sword. Before I played this game, and had I not played Pokemon Sword, I probably would be a lot happier and, and enjoy this game a lot more. But because this is a complete remaster and remake of the original game, that means there's limitations to it as well. And they did add some extra things to this game, and extra you know mini games and whatnot to this game. But it's not enough. The presentation is nowhere near as good as Sword. I mean, other than that. It's like the other problem I think that this game suffers from too. And I think all the games at this point, I think I'm at a point. I think I've reached a plateau with the Pokemon games because what is happening is that I'm seeing the same cycle and these games are recycled. Um, game Freak does a great job recycling, reinventing the wheel, recycling it at this point. But you're seeing the same type of story. And I think this time around, and hopefully when the new Pokemon game comes out in, in the next year, that we will see a brand new uh, Pokemon experience in terms of storytelling. Because I can't do another Rich Ross repeat of the Pokemon story of the, this Pokemon trainer who wants to become the best Pokemon, you know, player of all time. And, um, you know, it, it's just, it's been done to death at this point. It's, and then you got this other rival, you know, it's been, you know, who's a, you know, your friend of me or whatever like that. And you guys are reaching to the top. It's been done. Well, you know what I would like to see? 
is that they do a crossover of every single Poke Pokemon trainer, you know, from every game, which unfortunately it is Ash and all of them, if you compare it to the anime version. But I would love to have every Pokemon champion of every game come together at one to see who, in fact, is the best of them all. And I feel like they dropped the ball with that. I feel like they really dropped the ball in doing that. I hopefully this Pokemon Arceus, uh, which is coming out in January of 2020, which I'm actually looking forward to because this looks like this is going to be the Breath of the Wild version of Pokemon. And they're going to take it to another level in terms of gameplay and uh, presentation or whatnot. But I need them. I really need them to have. I really need this to be a new story because this Pokemon brilliant diamond and in and, and pearl version it's just pretty much everything that you, i mean it's the same thing it's absolutely look even mario mario's been out mario's been out since um to, to what 1982 whatever like that but i mean or even 1980 i think 1985 is when uh super mario brothers came out and each of them, each one of them, they each one felt different than the other. They always, Shigeru Miyamoto always found a way to refresh the Mario game. Every Mario game is different. Every, you know, and I'm talking about the core 2D platformer or 3D platformer game. All of them provide something way different than the next. That doesn't make the other one feel the same. I think Game Freak needs now to do the same thing because I, it's, I can't even really say too much about this game in terms of what are you expected new. I'm like, they have a fashion show. You get this time around, you get to change clothes, but you already been doing that since X and Y. So that's nothing new to that measure too. Um, it's a little bit more top down open world like the other one is. And it's not to say it's not fun. It is fun. Like if you played the original Diamond and Pearl, version before yeah you're gonna like this because of for nostalgic reasons but for me i've never played those two games so i'm playing it now and to me it's like okay it's really not doing anything for me <laughs> it's, it's it's really limited like what i loved about sword and shield is that it had a beautiful open world presentation it had um and i hate to compare it to this because this is just based on the old remake but by now it's just it just reminded me that overall even sword and shield is like okay after that they need to go a different direction this game is fun to play and it's nostalgic but if you already played sword and shield if you haven't played these games played this game before but you play sword or shield this is going to be a bit of a letdown for you this may be just possibly i could be wrong but some people may be fanatic pokemon fans they may enjoy this i in particular did not because of the fact and they did do some other things that you could do like you i mean but these are things that you are able to do on the other ones and i actually like eevee better because yeah it was a remake of red and red yellow and blue but it played to the anime too and i think that's what i loved about it but also i played that it, it was playing to the originals but also it I played that before I played Sword and Shield because once Sword and Shield came out, it was like a whole new experience. So if you I, all I can say is it's not much I could really say. I mean, what, what isn't 
what is what else is there to say about Pokemon that you don't already know about Pokemon and the story and everything? If you like this game, you know, and you played it in the past, yeah, you're gonna love the 3D version of it. I kind of, honestly, kind of like the way that the 2D sprite version of it a little bit better, but I think you'll appreciate what they did with this game in that terms. But it doesn't do anything new for you. Uh, but it's just like I think there was a reason why I didn't get the new, the the brain, the original. Uh, versions of these games because it's rinse ross repeat it's the same thing that you've already seen before so but just with a new team team villain group and just a new area and a new a new pokemon at that is that's pretty much it but other than that it's like yeah you can really pass those over but if you're a fan of pokemon and you're a collector you can definitely add this to your collection indeed um but if you want a whole new experience I would say just stick with Sword and Shield because I love the what they did with that. And I also love the fact that they have this tournament. They got these tournament modes in Sword and Shield that makes it a real sport feel to it. Also like that as well. Um, but if you really want to hold off, I'm going to say hold off to Pokemon Legends Arceus because there is a new story to that. Um, this is actually, I believe this is the genesis of how Pokemon and, and Pokedex and all that stuff started. So that's why I'm anticipating that game. I would say if you like Pokemon games, but you're not really hardcore like that, you could pass this game because you're going to be just playing the same exact story and gameplay that you are with the other ones. You're not missing a thing. You're really not missing a damn thing. And for God's sakes, can we stop with the two versions? And I think Arceus is the first game that's only going to have one i swear to goodness if they make two versions of this game i'm going to be so pissed because you don't need both versions because you're playing the same game on two versions and i'm like can we not be can we as gamers and consumers not be naive about this you don't need both games i, I i've said it so many times you never need both games to play these games are the same exact game but you just got a different pokemon in them and to me that that's not enough that that's not enough to justify you spending another 60 dollars or 40 dollars on a game that you get the same experience in but just some little bells and whistles it's the malibu stacy with the hat thing simpsons fans you know what i'm talking about that's all that they're doing so if i'm going to grade this game honestly it's a solid game it's Pokemon, so it's going to be fun to play. But if you want something new, wait till next year's Arceus game. For now, this game is a B for me. I will give this game a B. It's a solid remake, but it doesn't do much for you, especially if you already play Sword. So, all right, folks, that will do it for this version of the show. We're going to take a break, come back, go to our final stage, and I will review Mario Party Superstars for the Nintendo Switch. How does this fare from previous games prior? We'll find out right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. 
TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. gentlemen we have reached the final stage of this program as i am here to review the third and final game of this episode mario party superstars for the nintendo switch i gotta say this for first of all for those who don't know this game is nominated for best family game for a reason at this year's game awards uh because this may be in fact the best version of this game in all of the series um this game provides five classic boards from the N64 game with more uh, is said to come. Now, what I love about this game is that it, and I've played a lot of Mario games in the past, uh, Mario Party games, I should say in the past. And the thing with this is that while I love playing the Mario games in the past, they become short-lived. And I end up falling off of it because it's just at, after a while, you're just playing a mini game and it's, they make it, they, they're, they were always made. Yeah. You can play with first player. Um, you, you can always play it in single player mode, but they design it to be more fun to play with, with friends and family. Not this time around, this time around, it feels different. It feels like you can enjoy it as a single player or with, um, friends and family around like it really they really did a good job and i think a lot of that um revolves around the presentation of it because the game gives you everything that you love from the previous games however it provides you with a presentation that mimics crazy and quirky game show competitions like holy moly which is one of my all-time favorites uh that comes out on a uh, abc american ninja warrior uh and then you know Wipeout, which uh john cena host on uh usa network i believe was it he i forgot what i think it's it's that or tnt whatever but um wipeout is another known game which is you know kind of like a real live all these games are like real live versions of what you see here on mario party superstars um frogger i forgot frogger that's another one frogger there is you know the actual there is a game a reality game show competition based around the classic game frogger um that's i gotta watch that too but i digress a lot of these games are like based on those, you know, shows and other Japanese inspired game shows, which all of this comes from <laughs> complete with Toad as the game show host. So they have this type of presentation around. And what I also love about this game is the unpredictability uh, that comes with the game, because you're not destined to beat this game. You're not destined to win every single time, even if you put it on easy or easy settings you're still not destined to beat this game and that's okay a rare game where losing is just as fun as winning because you don't you i mean it, it i get when i play this game and i've played when it comes to board games i've played board games some of my favorite board games back in the day was like Candyland, sorry monopoly stuff like that and you're playing it with people and I, dare i say uno 
and you're playing these games with friends and family and you, regardless of sometimes you there are games that you like if you lose it feels bad to lose there are also some games where if you lose you actually it's just all about having fun playing the game somehow some way they made this fun to lose and i love it i absolutely because even when you come out thinking that you're going to win something can totally flip the script on how the results are going to be and then everything changes at the when you're getting near the end of your of the turns and it, it, it brings more excitement to it. And then there's like an intermission mode and everything where people were told rewards people for certain situations or whatnot and provide some incentives and everything. And it just changes up. It, it's a very reality show based type of format. I love it. It's so funny. It's hilarious and it's awesome. Even single player game, it's fun. And I've never had this much fun playing the previous Mario Party games like I have with this one because of how the presentation is. And it just really, it, it really engulfs you. I, I I can play this online. I can play this with, you know, by myself and still enjoy it all completely. You play a like, I believe the amount of 100 fun mini games. I haven't played through them all, but I played a lot of them. Um, they all span from different versions of Mario games that you've played before. Um, I believe spanning from the Nintendo 64, the Wii and to, um, I believe, uh, the GameCube version as well. So you have all of the games based on that, which like I said, you have the games, but the game boards will be also coming too. And each game board provides you with a different, um, difficulty level. So you have, you can choose to up to like 20, 30 turns, I believe, and which spans for amount of like 15 minutes to an hour or 30 minutes to an hour of gameplay in there. And they actually timed it as well. Uh, so you have that. You also have uh, roughly about like 10 characters that you can play. I'm hoping that more will come down the line because there's so many mario characters as you can play as but they have mario luigi peach daisy wario waluigi yoshi rosalina uh donkey kong and birdo but there's so many other like i want the koopa kids in here you know how many like he koopa has like 10 kids and even furthermore how about koopa is not even like bowser is not even like um Bowser or Bowser Jr. Neither are in our playable characters at the moment. I'm 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 going to predict that Bowser is going to be a playable character. Unless he is with an amiibo or whatever like that, which I do have an amiibo of Bowser. Um, or they're going to come later on. I, I truly believe they're going to robust this, but I would love if they have the Koopa kids in there as well as some other characters as playable characters right now as well. But this I mean, these are good enough for now, but you have this and you also have these different uh settings and the uh and the selection stage you got toad shop you could buy some new things you got the friend's house i believe you can um play online with friends in there you know via online or whatever local uh play or you know online play you can uh become a superstar in the mario party which is the main party event you got mount mini games i believe you could just play the mini games for there you got data house and option house as well so if you go on here and i'm pretty much going here now on my, um, on my nintendo switch but 
and by the way the loading here is always spectacular nintendo games and loading are awesome okay i, j I just absolutely love them so you, you basically pick between four characters out of the 10 and you all go into these mini games and you go into here and if you just want to just play the straight mini games and not go through the, the actual you know um board game you can definitely do that um or you could just go through the board game and just enjoy it for what it is but it's just awesome to have the also they now have uh, a practice mode too which i really really appreciate because a lot of times you're just going in blindly to these games and you don't know what the hell you're doing or how you do it but now they have a practice mode right before you even start the game so you before you start the game you could practice on each time that you go in so you could get adjusted to understand you may not actually win but you'll get an idea of how these games are played so and sometimes some of the games are two versus two some of them is just you know all for you know uh free for all or you can have um one versus three so i mean you'll just have a whole bunch of situations going on here um I, I just i just really really enjoyed this so much i i've never enjoyed this game <laughs> like i have had before and it's just a lot of replay value to this so once you get into practice mode it's just all fun from there this absolutely is a hit with you know by yourself or with a party if you have a party this is what the, this is what the nintendo switch was made for this is what the wii was made for like everything you see in those you know, like dorky commercials that nintendo makes when they have people at parties and everything this is one of those games that really will have that effect on you so um if you have not played this game if you not played a mario party game this is now the time to buy this game this is a great game to have if you're a mario fan this is a lot of fun you got over a hundred mini games to choose from and i mean there's some awesome 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 games in here um this is you know what i love about this too this reminds me of, like i don't know if any of you listeners out there are old school gamers like i am like i go back to pong i'm like one of the first the paleolithic era of gaming if you will i've also had an, uh, an atari 40 uh, 4800 so i played a lot of games like combat where it was just nothing but a bunch of mini games like this and just takes me back to that era with this but it's just you know taken to a whole new level so if you haven't played a mario party game this is the perfect one to do this is a celebrate this is a celebration of every mario party game before but it gives you something very refreshing refreshing and new game freak needs to look at the mario games and really work on that pokemon series because i feel like and hopefully like i said hopefully arceus does give you something totally different and it looks like it will be in so many ways but after that they should never go back to that that same story mode eric do what nintendo do what uh Sigiro miyamoto does refresh the series give us something new and different every single time and you'll get you'll knock it out the park i don't i can't speak for whether this game is going to win a game award i wouldn't be surprised if it does but in the in the land of acmg on this show called talk time live extra select start i'm giving this a grade of an a this game is just a solid fun experience for whether yourself or with friends and family 
go out of your way to get this. This is a great holiday game. I should have added this I, last week on um on our episode and our, our prime show. I did the recommended uh, holiday games for Black Friday and such. I didn't give this game. I didn't even think about this game in a sense, but I I can absolutely add this game to the list. If not, if albeit the honorable uh, mention list of games that you should get for the holidays. This is I'm mean, this is one of those games like the games that you used to play on the Wii, where even adults will have fun playing this game. Like adults who don't play video games much or don't understand why video games are fun. This is a family game. This is what Nintendo's all about. So go anyway and check it out it is absolutely awesome so it gets an a for me folks that will do it for this edition of select start i hope you guys enjoyed it hope i helped a bit brighten your day with this show this sunday i think we're counting down the matrix is coming so i will be revisiting those uh the old movies uh which i think i'm gonna do next week uh next week's show i think this week's show we're gonna celebrate the holidays a bit we got a lot to talk about we got um the new jojo's bizarre adventure season ocean uh stone ocean is out so i want to talk about that this sunday um probably this latest episode of hawkeye which is giving everybody chills of an appearance that may be coming very soon based on one little segment this is what marvel does best <laughs> love it but um we're going to talk about that and there is a movie out right now i believe on is it netflix or hbo hbo max starring neil patrick harris as he talks as he does a movie a christmas movie about the time he wanted to get a nintendo nes in christmas and it's called 8-bit christmas I, I believe it's called 8-bit yeah 8-bit christmas um I didn't get a chance to see it. Uh, he's starring in it. Joan, uh, Diane, uh, Raphael is in it as well. David Cross, uh, and a whole bunch of others. And, um, I normally don't review or even talk about, or even enjoy Christmas movies. But when you throw a Nintendo in there, for God's sake, I can't, far be it for me (laughs) to refuse that it has everything I want in it. So i will be happy to review that this sunday so stay tuned for that and much much more again you can check out this episode and all of our episodes on talktimelive.com not only you can check out our audio episodes you can also check out our video uh episodes we just had Kyle abear the voice of gohan and fat gum ox king uh captain eisen ryu from street fighter you name it we had him on here just recently loads of fun we also had danielle kennedy as well on the show and uh talking about her time on uh you know working with ghostbusters afterlife uh you got plenty more we got you know jeffrey chamba cruz recently um working on marvels uh he's the artist uh, known for street fighter as well and my connection with street fighter is knows no bounds <laughs> i know you know i i i i kyle habert um ruben langdon and the artist from Udon Entertainment. What more could a Street Fighter fan ask for? Especially this Street Fighter fan you're talking to. So, got interviews with Jeffrey Chomper Cruz because he's now drawing for Marvel and doing the Avengers Tech On, so you could check that out as well. Jeffrey Thorne, 
love him have him on the show all the time he's working on green lantern which a new issue of green lantern should be coming out very soon my man to see miller the voice of baruto sailor jupiter joe from kid cosmic and many more and of course the not well not the entire cast but a lump sum cast of naruto that i had a chance to do a panel with as well but not only just my interviews you can also check out my media page on talktimelive.com and check out the panels that i did for read pop under the metaverse banners with the cast of bleach with the cast of sailor moon the cast of that time i got reincarnated as a slime my hero academia the pokemon cast as well i it's been an honor and a pleasure to be a part of all that this year and speaking of pokemon oh well i probably gave it away too much but i got something very awesome that i'm going to be doing uh this uh for for you know christmas pictures and all the stuff kind of gave it away does have a bit of a pokemon you know uh it's inspiration to it so i'm looking forward to do working with that as well but uh if you also want to check out more on here too you also have the blog page as well as i mentioned uh, i will have the latest blog up for the interview i had with um the developers from cgcg as we talk about their game the legend of tian ding i am looking very forward to you all checking it out and it's a pretty good interview i was reading it before i started uh reading the answers before i started um the show and i think you guys will love it and i think you know 2d side scrolling fans that are looking for something awesome especially this the metroidvania style of gaming you're gonna love seeing what you what we uh gonna be talking about as well so uh stay tuned for that and much much more but also if you want to subscribe and download the show on your all your favorite podcast platforms you could do so on spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher popping tune in my tumblr squad it is up there they're still working on the website version the actual browsers um but they made it so you can at least click on the link it doesn't look as pretty as it did before but it is still there please still jump on it or you could go on their app and listen to the show too where the player is actually on there um and it is better looking on there as well they're doing making a lot of changes here with that site so hopefully just be patient as i'm trying to be and everything will be fine from there but um also audible uh pandora pocket cast and uh some other ones i'm working on too to be um for you to uh listen to as well so stay tuned for that and much more but everybody thank you so much for the support i hope you continue to have a great and safe holiday season please mask up be safe be a hero get vaccinated fight this omicron crap that we got to go through and um looking forward to hopefully a better year for everybody so let's keep it going and keep it growing people that'll do it for me on behalf of myself this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is ACMG presents talk time live I am out here take care and I will talk to you guys Sunday Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.